his fucking Creole accent in uh, what was that movie where he played Death? No, 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 no. that oh. wasn't Creole. That was Jamaican, no. honey, yeah. and it was <laughs> fucking not offensive. If that's the word you were gonna use, <laughs> it's gonna be Irie. No, Brad, it's not gonna be Irie. No, you fucking stop. I'm beginning to suspect he's not actually a good actor. He's just handsome. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? Well, we just finished up Incognito with the absolutely fantastic The Saint. Always happy to see Val Kilmer. We're now on to a new month and a new theme, which is Out of Time. Uh, movies about time travelers, time loops. Uh, really, just anytime you introduce any type of time shenanigans, it completely ruins the fucking plot. So let's see how bad it can get. I'm so excited. I love time travel. Casey, you're kicking us off this month with a movie that doesn't even have a fucking IMDb page, which is always a great sign. What, what are we watching? From 1979, one of my favorite films, G.I. Samurai, starring Sonny motherfucking Chiba. What up? This movie is a gem. I refuse to have you besmirch it in front of me. Okay, yeah, it's a little long. It's like two and a half days long. But <laughs> it's a time-traveling army back to the warring feudal Japan time. I don't know. I don't even You're know right. what I just watched. I've watched this movie like three times. This is the first time I've stayed awake through it. And I, I, apo it. <laughs> I, I apologize. I forgot th that this movie has three different English titles for if you include yes. the Japanese. So it does have an IMDb page. I yeah, was just bitch. using the wrong one. Yeah. Is it under I want to? That's yeah, one of I the don't names understand of, that I title at all. To. Why are you warring? I want to. <laughs> Why did you try and travel? I want, I to. want to. All right, Casey, before we get going, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. All right, here's your setup. You're riding on the beach on a horse, which is unusual for you, but you know, it's evening, it's getting nice. And then you look up and you see two handsome samurai men in their underwear, I guess. I don't know what those, like, white underwear thongs that they those, wear. Oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. Yep, they're practicing their craft. And when they see you, they decide that they're going to finish their craft by being the first to kill you. So in the 10 seconds before one of them lobs a spear right through your chest, sell us on this movie. First of all, as it's going coming towards me, I'm just going to yell, like, I support your love. Okay. <laughs> A time-traveling love story between a bored modern-day lieutenant and a fiery daimyo from the Sengoku period ends in tragedy for all. Seven seconds. Well that, articulated. Yeah, that was just... Uh, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck did you watch? I watched two men 
fall in love and then fall apart yeah, due to family difference. It's a love story tragedy. Oh my god, know. it broke my heart. It broke my heart. I wanted them to be together forever. I wanted them to rule together. All right, before we get into that, Casey, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. I'm already in it, but go on. Woo! G.I. Samurai gets the time traveling in right off the bat. Sonny Chiba notices this weird thing, his watch. It stopped exactly at 518. And his military group notices the same thing. So they park their tank and their APC on the beach. Then shit starts to get really weird. There's lights in the sky, colors, a horse is bathed in light, and suddenly there was a power plant near him that disappears, and they realize that they've traveled back in time. Remarkably quick to jump to that assumption, too, but we'll talk we'll to that later. To that. Yeah. yeah. They are briefly attacked by a few different groups using bows and arrows, but when they return fire with a 50 cal machine gun, their opponents get the smart idea to flee. One last group arrives and befriends the now out-of-time Japanese military, their commanding officer, Kage Tora, thinks that the modern weaponry is going to help him resolve the conflicts in warring Japan and unify it all underneath him. And it's not a time travel movie without dealing with the consequences of being out of time, right? So the people under Chiba break off into groups. A couple of them run one way and they try to return to their proper time. Another group breaks off to go rape and pillage using a military boat that they came back in time with. And then one guy meets some kid fishing and learns that they have a dead dad and just decides to become their older brother and live there. Yeah, would not have predicted that last one was the smart one, but I'm getting ahead of myself, so let's, <laughs> let's put a pin on that. I don't think that's how adoption works. And if it is, my mom did it the really dumb, slow, expensive way. I mean, it's I mean, Japan in the 1500s. What do you want? Right. I think most of, uh, most of the world in the 1500s, if you just found a kid, and yeah. it's just chilling. And they're like, oh, my parents are dead. Mine. And you, right, you're willing to take the kid. They'll let you just have that kid. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that would stop you. The group that ran off gets killed. The remaining soldiers take on the soldiers turned pirates and kill them. And with the remaining people left, Chiba gets a bold idea to return back to their own time. See, in history, there was no record of them. So they're going to purposely try to mess with history to create a paradox to where they would have to be recorded in the history books. And they figure that'll force them to return to their own time for reasons. Or fuck it, because they're not going back. So fucking who cares who wins? Right. Also, you know, if it doesn't work out, then like, hey, I don't know what future timeline we've just created by bringing 50 cows back several hundred years. But I bet it's a fucking sweet one. Bet it's toots. <laughs> or they'll piss off the time gods. They also said that like, oh, this will piss off the time god. You know what? At that point. Are they grasping at straws? Yes, but you would be too. You'd be tripping the fuck out. Fully, fully in support of anyone whose immediate plan is, hey, let's spit in God's eye until he deals <laughs> with the situation. <laughs> hey, God, you thought this was a me problem? This is an us problem. Okay, so they join forces and kill Kagatora's boss. Japan was popping with warring groups, so they decide to split up and carve their way through a few bosses before meeting up in Kyoto. Kagatora clears his way through, but Chiba has his helicopter, APC, jeep, and tank, and only 11 men. Chiba's group ends up losing five of those people, all of their vehicles, and Chiba, himself injured, manages to get a duel with the boss. Somehow, Chiba wins, and his team holds up in an old temple. The next morning, Somehow, army sh- he used a fucking gun! Right! <laughs> he just <laughs> he shot does. him in the gun, gun does, man. He, do- he does Indiana Jones that shit. The next morning, an army shows up, and Chiba's relieved to see that it's Kagatora. 
except the Kagatora's family, and the Shogun commanded that he kills Chiba. <laughs> yeah, so all of Chiba's men get lit up with arrows, and Kagatora shoots Chiba dead, and that's it. Yeah, so see why the guy who ran off to be an older brother was the smart one? Oh. Said that earlier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it er- now. Er- everybody else is dead. All right, this month is all about being out of time, so we got to yeah. start talking about the time travel in this movie. I thought you were going to say how work? fucking long this movie was. <laughs> <laughs> because it ate right. my whole we day. Have, it was like two and a right. half hours. We have the time travel of the plot and the time dilation of watching it. But that's <laughs> yeah, was this topic. a Spielberg film? For fuck's oh sake, my, my whole yeah. afternoon was gone. It was certainly long. The time travel in this was of a, a particular brand of movie from the 70s and 80s that I really loved in that it does not even try to explain it at yeah. all. It's at just all. like, hey, it, somebody had a cool idea of like, hey, what if a modern military with tanks and shit went back to feudal Japan? Yeah, that's cool. Let's make a movie about that. That's uh, We don't need any more explanation <laughs> than that. I'm on, I'm on board with the plot structure. Right. I love that they just do it in... The characters in in movie, in the film, speculate on the mechanism or how it might work, but we never get any indication that it, it, it could have been a singular event. We never return back to it. So it's just a good mechanism to get the story going, and then it's it's done. I Although, I have a bit of a pet peeve with the stopwatch thing, right? So everybody's watch stops at 518, and the idea is, is we use this a lot as a time travel trope. So there's a good chance we're going to see it again this month. And it, it's a pet peeve of mine because it's not like watches are connected to some, like, metaphysical time, right? They're just <laughs> motion. So if there's motion, your watch should still be working. The fact that they stop, like, implies that everything should stop. It just, it, I know, I'm thinking. No, those, <laughs> those watches are now frozen in time until 518 of the day that they left from. <laughs> I was really hoping, because everybody in the military crew realizes their watches stopped at the same time, and I was really hoping that that was going to end up being a joke that everybody would keep bitching about how shitty these military-issue watches are. I don't know (laughs) why they No, they immediately jump from there to time travel, which I don't. Every time clocks get weird in movies, people talk about time travel. What? Uh, Are you kidding me? (laughs) Why? Like, I... I never change the batteries in any of my, like, physical clocks. That's always assumption number one, right? I also felt like the the whole theater of time travel was sort of interesting in this movie in that there's, like, these northern lights and there is a, uh, a cascade of light that comes down from the sky that illuminates a white horse running on the beach from, like, nowhere which I don't understand how it's connected to this. There's the oh, light in the sea. I took that as the that was some of the like samurai horses like run around. Oh, as like, they were like that bleeding was, through time from one to the yeah, other. Yeah, like yeah. Gotcha. So like that probably makes a lot more sense. Actually, that's a, mm, that's a clever thought. Okay, I, let's, you are not you are not going to miss the first the first telling other than the stopped watch. The first thing they noticed when time was starting to get all fucky was some seagull show up at the beach with them. And I don't think they've ever heard a seagull because the noise that was made was not a bird noise. It was like, Wah! 
<laughs> like it sounded like a worst. fucked up baby. I was like, "What? That is not a bird noise. That is not what seagulls sound like." There was it's a shit ton. Not a seagull. Like we have a lot of seagulls around here because we have p- parking lots, so I know what a fucking <laughs> seagull sounds like, and that ain't it, honey. Number two, there was some sort of like solar flare situation. They showed the sun, and it was like kind of exploding, and you know, like. The, all the lights reminded me of, like, being on mushrooms and listening yeah, to sure. Dub Side sure. of the Moon when we were smoking that hookah <laughs> in Dave's old room. So that was pretty lit. But, like, they, like, start melting and shit, and their eyes are all wide. Like, honestly, I was like, do I want to do acid? I know I said I wasn't <laughs> no new drugs after 30, but some of these guys are over 30. See, that was what had me going back to see if the guy who suggested the time gods were fucking with them was also the, the same one who'd, like, seen all of that shit going down. Because all of that, the, like, the northern lights, the weird effects, the glittery horse. If I saw a glittery horse, absolutely. That's the guy who forgot he had duty in the morning. He took <laughs> mushrooms last right. night with some buddies of his from high school. He's just trying to play it cool, and then he saw a glowing fucking horse. It's like that guy that pitched a perfect game on a shit ton of acid. Right, 100%. Doc Ellis, yeah. So, of course, he's going to be the one who's like, oh, yeah, it's the time gods. They're fucking with me. (laughs) Obviously. You, You all saw them, the glowing horse on the way here. No, but there was the guy that was in the the Humvee with Sonny Chiba who's like, hey, Venus was over there last night, and yeah. now it's over here, and that ain't right. What time does your watch say? Do you believe in angel numbers? It's 518. So there's a, a, a necessary plot hole, logic hole in this movie that's a component of the time travel, and it's the fact that all of the military vessels never run out of fuel or ammo. <laughs> Oh and God. that, sure, you guys, and that uh, it, it's obviously a plot hole because, like, yeah. you can bring all that back. Okay, um, every Marky but, Mark film, he's got 30 shots to a six shooter 100%. Every it's other... not a plot hole, okay. it's not a plot hole I give a shit about, right? Because the time traveling military guys running out of ammo is fucking boring. Now right. it's just a right. Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court, and that book kind of sucked. So, <laughs> like, I want them to have I, I want them to have Schwarzenegger fifty cals that never run out of ammunition. Right? That's just a necessary plot hole you have to have in your time travel movie. And all of the fuel they need to drive their fucking tanks around. Absolutely, as much of it because I want those tanks to still be working for the big battle against all of the samurai folk. Right. That's that, that's why I agreed with you that we didn't need to justify anything else in this. <laughs> Dave, you mentioned it briefly, but I want to talk about the creative fucking temporal paradox strategy because that's some fucking Chad shit. Like, coming out of the gate, we just want to, all right, fine, we're going to fuck with history. We're just right. going to start engaging in this war so you can't not know that there was a fucking tank here just slaughtering people. It's a bold strategy, but also I get the logic of it. Not not because, like, oh, I see why they think that would work. But also, like, I know every other time travel movie, they start talking about, like, oh, we need to recreate the conditions that brought us here, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I know for a fact I'm not that observant in my day-to-day life. If you asked me to recreate, I can't do 
that. So fuck it. I'm just going to start creating enough problems that someone else is going to invent time travel to stop me. <laughs> Agreed. It happened once. Someone else will figure out a way to fix it for me now. I'm going to throw a fit until someone takes care of this shit. Oh, man. I have been teleported back 450 years with nothing but explosives and ammunition. I use the tools I have been given. And I love that. I love that's one of the great things about GI Samurai is that it it doesn't do the like, don't let's not engage. It's full on for what it's doing. And it doesn't matter that the time travel. I mean, everybody dies. I kind of like all of the drama, though. Like, it's actually interesting drama. There's some stuff going on that is is clever to follow. There is a, the for a time travel movie. There is some clever plot lines of drama to include in there. The Ringu storyline was a solid little time travel complication to include in there. The soldiers who turn pirate and that they have to go like uh, fight that. against I them. I hated Rape Island. I I did not like the execution <laughs> of it, but it's a. I can see how it's a good storyline to include in a time travel movie and the the stuff with Kagetoru and his duty versus friendship that's good but why did you put all of it in the movie is the problem that I have <laughs> all the characters had something going on I cannot possibly care about this many things and I don't one of the one of the storylines that that kind of got me is when a couple of Chiba's men found a widow's house and they were told about it. They didn't go knocking. Okay, yeah, they were told about it. They they got naked beforehand because everybody's the same naked. Met up with warriors from the other side. Didn't realize it. They didn't realize it. And then everybody all went and had sex with the widow. But One they, widow. There's seven. The <laughs> they, you know, there was a lot of them. So OG Pornhub. And so the core, <laughs> critical thing here is they did Jankin, which is like rock, paper, scissors, right? <laughs> And later in the battle, one of the characters looks at an enemy from the other side. They recognize each other and he Jenkins him. And it like, it's this emotional moment in the middle of, of combat. And I, was I was like, wow, I really, I really <laughs> liked that. And then he killed him. Okay. Here's what I really liked about that whole thing. Not that part, but <laughs> the sex scene with the widow as she's like one by one, taking down seven dicks. <laughs> is the only time in the movie any woman is having enjoyment during sex. The rest <laughs> were true. one yeah. was a fight fuck, and then there was Rape <laughs> Island on the boat with like five capped women that were just getting raped the fuck out of by the piece of shit, like bad boo boo soldiers. But the widow was like, bro, my husband has been dead for three years. That, you know, like, I'm taking all of you on three times. That's 21 dicks. That's seven dickings a year. It all lasts, you know, it all washes out in the end. Uh, Jay, I'm glad that your most emotional storyline of the movie was the guys who bonded over in Eiffel Tower, I guess. Being wiener cousins <laughs> on yeah. the war field, I guess. <laughs> right. We're all just people when we're naked. It's a... Uh, it, it was a very strange element to include in the movie, though, Casey, as you said, uh, you know, the most sex almost wholesome part. sex positive yeah. scene in the movie <laughs> that included a lot. This was a return to form for bad B movies that we haven't seen in a while. 
There's yeah, a lot of tits yeah. and a lot of gratuitous nudity and rape in this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we've been getting a breather for a while now, and I have not been appreciating it. Yeah, no, I I did not like how fucking rapey this movie was, but it's 70s cinema. Right. And it's, man, it's, we loved our it's 70s, 70s sh- cinema. Yeah, it's 70s schluck. There was a lot of sexual assault in those. Uh, the the soldiers who turned pirate, though, were just so immediately on board with turning right. into old-timey pirates. Right. They had zero hesitation and complete devotion to the lifestyle. So the leader of the coup... Like the whole time was trying to fuck over Sonny Chiba. He had a fake wooden gun. He would like shoot him in the back with all the time every time he walked away, which was really mature. But also like when Sonny Chiba had to murder him, he like felt bad about it and it fucked him up. And I was like, we are not the same. I also like that, Casey. I love the kind of acrimonious relationship that they had and they did the callback of when Sonny Chiba kills him, he acts like he pulls a gun on him, but it's just the wooden pistol. And there is that moment before Sonny Chiba shoots him where they have like this emotional connection and then Sonny kills him. And it it really adds gravitas to the scene. And it gives him a, 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 a Viking funeral on the boat. They fucking burn the boat down. It was out of fuel With anyway. Him in it. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, I... <laughs> I actually completely missed uh, the plot point that he had pulled the wooden pistol at the end there uh, when Sonny Shiba shot him because I didn't fucking care because it was one of like seven different dramedy plot lines they'd been trying to throw at me already. (laughs) So, you know, to your detriment with that one, I see how that would have been a good scene had I been paying enough attention. (laughs) I feel like that's a you problem, Dave. Uh, But no, you know, because you know what I did take away from that scene that was the scene where Sonny Chiba decided his best plan of attack for going at these guys on a boat is to dangle himself from a helicopter and Hell fire yeah. a submachine gun, Hell which yeah. works out exactly as well as you think it would Spinning. when he immediately starts spinning around like a goddamn dreidel. Loved it. <laughs> I know. I and made like, him out of clay. Oh, no. You're about does, to learn a bad right. part of physics. And it's... <laughs> It's not like it, it. they're doing some movie magic where we're going to cut to some people just all of a sudden falling over with holes in their heads. It doesn't work in the movie either. I appreciated that they didn't try to force it. Also, can we talk about how Sonny Chiba holds his fucking submachine gun sideways like a goddamn G? Loved it. Loved it. Oh, I died through that hole. And like... Some of the people on the boat that are a couple hundred yards away hit the wire that's holding him a couple of times with bullets as though that would happen. Like, can can you imagine that shot? Not on purpose. It could have been an accident. (laughs) It it is one of my favorite elements of the GIs in this movie is they are all wildly overconfident in their own aim with any weapon whatsoever. Yeah. One of the pirates on the boat when the helicopter starts coming at him, immediately starts trying to take shots at the fucking helicopter with a goddamn mortar off of this, like, 20-foot-long <laughs> boat in choppy-ass waters. 
My man, you are not hitting shit, but I fully support you in it. If if I've got a mortar, I'm going to go out trying to shoot that fucking helicopter. <laughs> if I could approach my day with that level of confidence, I can't even imagine what would be possible for me. <laughs> okay, Dave, you were talking about the helicopter. I'm curious if you saw, not in that helicopter scene, but when the helicopter is actually brought down on the battlefield during the major fight that we all thought was at the end of the movie, but was actually really in the second <laughs> third of it. Oh, yeah. um, do you know the child that brought down the helicopter? I know. I didn't recognize them. You do. do He's I? motherfucking Scorpion from the Mortal Kombat movie. Yep. He was Wait, a BB. The yes. The new one? The yeah. new one, yes. Oh, yeah. shit. He looks like maybe 15 there, and he's wearing a fake bald cap that's huge. But, yeah, it's Scorpion. He got up on that helicopter and was like, get over here. And then he okay. crashed it. Okay, hang on. I'm 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 working this into my headcanon for the Mortal Kombat movie. As you should. Right? Because like, the original Scorpion scene from the beginning of that movie was yeah, pretty like old time. Old so this timey. is, we can slot this in between them. Sure. This Love is some it. other descendant. Okay. Listen, we are ignoring the elephant in the room, which is the romantic plot line between Kagatori and Sonny Chiba. <laughs> Go. There was tension from the get go. There really was. Thicker like, than a I, bowl of oatmeal. So, is probably my favorite character because Absolutely. he is just incredibly energetic his and laugh, in love with everything. His laugh is so infectious. Right, right. When he's describing the sound of the gun, yeah. it's adorable. He's like, oh, it goes, uh, da, 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 da. And it's just lovely. He's got such a childlike wonderment of guns and, like, shooting down trees on the hillside. When Sonny Chiba lets him fire the fifty caliber, it is, it is, and they're holding it together. It is oh very, God. he is gleefully overjoyful. It's very romantic. Yeah, you know, it's like two people swing, learning to swing a golf club. But it's, it's almost like cal. a Korean back hug. Yeah. I feel like I would also have the same reaction to shooting a fifty cal, and <laughs> I want, I want a Sonny Chiba to to walk me through it. I like that the the people I like that the people who wrote this movie thought they were writing a funny scene about an old timey guy experiencing a machine gun, and you're like, no, you wrote Ghost. This is like the, well, they also the had really romantic clay. music over it too. <laughs> Number two, the soundtrack is full of bangers. Yeah, it I is. want this yeah, soundtrack. I can't find it. I have to figure out how to get this. Casey at shittycinema.com If you have a way to get it. Number one, they had like, um, it sounded like they were going to do Unchained Melody when the guys were stripping down to go bang the widow and it ended up not being it. They also had like this like weird Japanese Rolling Stones soundtrack situation when uh, Sonny Chiba and Kagatori were like, teaching each other their tricks and how to stand on each other's head. Oh, my God. I loved that montage of him, like, teaching him how to use a sword and them hanging out in oh, thongs on the beach yeah. and just making life plans together. This was like the fucking Japanese notebook. Like, I was rooting for them. I didn't force any of this. This was this is not subtext. This is just text. No, yeah. 
It really is it. So so were you crushed then when Kagatora betrays? Oh my god. Chiba? Yeah, I know it killed him to kill him, but he did bury him and his whole company it with honors. But I could tell. I was really hoping he was gonna defy his family, but I forgot it's feudal Japan. Like honor's a big thing, and he had to kill his. Well, lover. and the Shogun. I mean, the Shogun is like. Hey, dude, you're going to kill this guy. You're going to kill that guy. Or the Shogun's going to have you fucking yanked. Uh, it just, it hurt my soul. It hurt my soul that they it had did, to. Okay. It did feel underdeveloped. I wish they would have given us more. <clears throat> yeah, where was that sex scene? Excuse me. <laughs> um, but I just, I really loved I love that whole plot line of like as soon as they meet, he kind of love bombs them, to be honest. Wait a minute. Is this toxic? Because he's like, we're the same. And I'm like, oh, my God, that line totally worked on him. <laughs> it totally worked on him. I mean, I, I personally feel like the real love story of the movie was Kagetoro and the 50 cal machine gun because I have never seen more pure joy than Kagetoro. And not not the ghost scene, not when the other guy comes in around him and tries to help him control the machine gun. When it's just Kagatoru making no attempt whatsoever to control the machine gun and letting it hit what it wants to hit. That, yeah, you know, that's that's the kind of energy I want in a relationship. You just enable me and let me just see what happens in the universe. Let me say, though, the thing that fucked me up about this movie that I hated where all of the horses who clearly got physically fucking injured during the filming <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. There's like a long yeah. ass slow-mo shot during of this battle. horse just getting fucking, it looks like three of his legs and half his neck is broken. That horse takes a fall so fucking hard. The horse next to it kind of recovers, but the other horse is finally like, I give up. Funny you should mention that, because there's actually a couple of different versions of this movie. For example, the English language version replaced the original haunting soundtrack with rock ballads, because we do that. Um, Why? Yeah. But there is also a UK version that is only 40 seconds shorter than the original one, because all they did is just cut out a couple of shots of horses eating shit. (laughs) Oh, I want that one, because it was really, it bummed me out. It's just like, it let is, me hug my dogs closer. It, uh, it, it is kind of surprising because most of the fight sequences in this are very cheap old-time fight sequences. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> all of the military stuff, you never see what they're shooting and the shooting in the same nope. shot. It's just nope. shots of a helicopter shooting and then a shot of people falling over, right? We're not, like, timing the squibs here or anything. No, no. And the scripts are great because they're super inconsistent. Oh man, well, yeah, we had we did not have enough to go around. So some scenes are going to be super <laughs> bloody, and other ones are they, they are PG, whatever. But like, it's it's very cheesy. Like I'm having fun with it, but it's it's not realistic battle. And then all of a sudden, this horse just goes down <laughs> hard, and it's very realistic because it's a real goddamn horse. And I, I think it might be dead now. I mean, it absolutely is. Horses don't live to be, like, 60. <laughs> well, yeah. I hope. Um, But, yeah, no, that, that horse didn't make it to 1980, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was really a fucking bummer, man. It was. I hated it. 
One of the, I guess if I can divert for a moment, because Dave, you made me think of this. One of the things that I really enjoy about G.I. Samurai is that the cinematography is quite well done for a lot of it. Sure, some of the combat is done cheaply with, um, you know, like Dave said, there's never there's never shooting and someone getting yeah. hit in the same scene. But the, there's a lot of long cuts, a lot of wide establishing shots. It It's beautiful. It works well. We also get some interesting angles from time to time to, to do a little storytelling with the cinematography. So I, I think that that's one thing that G.I. Samurai kills. Those long shots, even the fight fuck in the river, so good. It was so good. So I don't know if it's almost like I got art housed by the, <laughs> the scene, right? Like, like did this suddenly switch to an art house film and it's really just going to be like right. an hour and 20 minutes of this long combat and I'm supposed to feel the attrition afterwards? Because that actually might work. Right. Like, it, I felt the attrition from this. It starts out with like a silly time travel premise of like, what if they fell through a time yeah. hole? And yeah. then it's just like a four hour long war is hell art house documentary about like actually (laughs) man was the monster all along yeah well wait a minute would it help you to know that this was originally a book no (laughs) well that might be why they're like we gotta do this just like this is like japan's dune question mark maybe it doesn't help but it does absolutely make sense because as i was watching this one of the thoughts I had was like, wow, half of these guys are basically just living out their own isekai anime. The, the the ones who just immediately were on board, they're like, yeah, I guess we'll just rule feudal Japan. No yeah. sense going back to our own time. That's just the plot of an isekai anime. Okay, question, because they made a comment like to Sonny Chiba, like, this is what you've always wanted. Like, did he talk about a lot? Like, <laughs> yeah. man, I wish I wish upon a fish I could go back to the 1500s <laughs> because that would have been important. Maybe like 518, more like 1518, wish it was then. Question mark? <laughs> you know, like something, anything to, to like... That shouldn't have happened off screen or like have him like do a voiceover like, dear diary, still wish it was 1500. Bye. I'd fucking kill it in the 1500s. Look at my little bandana. I'm going to listen. I went the whole time without saying it. But Sonny Chiba in 1979 could get it. Yeah, could get it. He's so handsome. All right. I could go on and on about the love story that should have been, but I need to know, David, 1979's G.I. Samurai, would you watch it again? God, you're gonna, of course you're going to make me kick it off. All right, on the one hand, it is a schlocky time travel movie about samurais fighting soldiers, and holy shit is that my brand. On the other hand, it's just so long. So while I, I, I can't like whole-throatedly endorse it, and it's not something that's going to be in regular rotation, but I think once I've had enough time to forget how long it is, <laughs> yes, I am going to circle back and <laughs> yes. watch G.I. Samurai again. And at that time, I'm going to have this whole conversation with myself again about how fucking long it is. Jay, how about you? I know this is your second or third time at least watching it. Uh, knowing that, bearing that in mind, you've now spent over a quarter of a day 
on G.I. Samurai. Yeah. yeah Would you true. watch it again? So what I find interesting about the movie is that every time I watch it, I notice new things. And I, I kind of have come to appreciate the myriad drama plot lines that are in there for me to have pay attention to. Like, like Dave, you were genuinely kind of interested when you realized that there was the, the wooden pistol drama line. So I think that there's more to G.I. Samurai every time, despite the crazy long time. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna wait a while because Jesus isn't so long, but I am gonna watch G.I. Samurai again. I love this film. It's a lot of fun and it's got a ton of shit going on. But Casey, what about you? You brought this. I think I already know the answer, but G.I. Samurai, would you watch it again? Listen, number one, the soundtrack fucking slaps and I found out the composer for it also did music for Galaxy Express 999, the movie. What oh. the fuck? Full circle. Number two, Sonny Chiba already stated can get it, and he chooses to get it from an old-timey warlord who has the charisma of a fucking cult leader. So, yes. Yes, this is my weird corner of bullshit. It is beautifully shot. They have all these really nice, long fight scene shots fight fuck scene shots hate all the rape in it but honestly for yeah. a 70s movie it's pretty tame um but yeah i would absolutely watch Woo! this again just take a nap during that long ass fight scene where they fuck up a bunch of horses wake back <laughs> up when they're supposed to meet at the temple and the great betrayal hits uh but yes i would absolutely watch it again so that's the verdict. Three out of three of us would spend three goddamn days watching this long-ass movie, G.I. Samurai. I feel like, honestly, I killed it. I killed okay. it. Okay, but here's the strategy. When the battle starts, fall into a K-hole. By the time you clock back out, <laughs> you'll just be right at the end of be, the movie. I don't want to be on horse tranquilizers watching horse get tranquilized by glow explosion. No. <laughs> Jay, what are you going to try to top us? And I mean that in the most sexual way possible next week. So I hope I'm going to bring something that none of us have watched. And I know that we all love Jean-Claude Van Damme yes. and Time Cop. Daddy. So what I'm going to bring is Grand not Daddy. that movie, but Time Cop 2, which doesn't have Van Damme no. in it at no. all. So, But it is the Berlin Why? decision where they go back to 1940 and try and kill Hitler. So I am for whatever is about to happen. Wait. Why wouldn't they go back to 1920 to kill a, a more vulnerable Hitler? Who knows? Okay, ask, I guess we'll, we'll find out. Questions next week. All right. Okay. Come back next week to learn whether or not Casey would brick baby Hitler. I would. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Follow us on social, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, PPL, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema, or shittycinema.com. Check the show notes if you didn't catch all that shit. And if you want to help us out, give us a five-star rating on Facebook or Spotify. And honestly, we'll send you a pair of Dave's panties. In the meantime, let's turn out the lights, set our clocks to 518, and wait to meet our warlord of our dreams slash acid trip. Huh?